everyone, welcome back to Woe So Daily. After a day's break, we are back to preview the first two games of the quarterfinals. I am Joey. With me today is Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well, and happy to be back. Yeah, I'm happy to be back too because we got two bangers of games to touch on. I mean, this is really where um, I think you can look at all these matchups and see that these are the best teams in the world, right? Like, I'm not sure you would... If you look at this tournament, these are probably the eight best teams that have played up to this point. Uh, And the first one at 9 p.m., 9 p.m., I was saying to you before we started, Ryan, if only the U.S. had just done what we hoped for them to do, they could have been playing at this reasonable hour. But anyways, at 9 p.m., it is Spain and the Netherlands, a rematch of the 2010 Men's World Cup Final. Ryan, the Netherlands have been talking trash about the U.S., I'm ready for a Spain domination. How how about you? Um, yeah, I'm really sick of the Dutch. I'm just really sick of them. So I'm going to be really petty and just talk crazy about them today. Yeah, I do think Spain will continue to play that kind of possession style. And do you think it's going to work against the Netherlands? Because Netherlands obviously a better team than anything that's besides Japan, who Spain got smoked by. Um, but they were even able to play that possession style against Japan. So do you think, you know no matter what the matchup situation looks like in this game, Spain are just going to stick to their guns? I mean, I don't think Spain knows another way. They're basically built to do one thing. Um, and I think it's the one thing that we failed to do against the Dutch is we couldn't possess centrally. We couldn't pass the Dutch to death because that's just not how we were set up to play. That's not the roster we brought. That's not the system we had against the Dutch. And if anybody has the capacity to pass the Dutch to death, it would be Spain. Like They're averaging like 900 passes a game or something. <laughs> Borderline illogical. Um, but yeah, I think if anyone has the tools to, to crack that Dutch like midfield block, it would be them. And, you know, from a Dutch perspective, they haven't, besides, I mean, they crushed Vietnam, but against the other three opponents that I think were all closer to their level, the USA, the uh, Portugal, and South Africa, they never really switched on. Like, even against South Africa, they were only managed a 2-0 win. Do you think that this is a case of the Netherlands kind of, you know, growing into the tournament? Or just being the benefactor of a bad USA team and then an easier round of 16 opponent? Yeah, I'm going to go put the uh, the Dutch on fraud watch here. I think they got pretty lucky against South Africa that South Africa lost two key players in the first 30 minutes to injury, give them really no chance to make adjustments in the second half. Pretty catastrophic goalkeeping error factored in their way too. So it took a free goal and a team with almost no available subs to make them look competent. So uh, yeah, I'm going to put the Dutch on fraud watch here. And so I think the question is, what do you think is going to happen? I don't need necessarily a score prediction, but give me uh, your thoughts on how you think this game is going to shape up. What I think we're going to see is if the if the Dutch play against Spain the way they played against South Africa, I think Spain can top a thousand passes. I think they're going to dictate the pace of this game, and it's going to be up to the Dutch to see if they can withstand that movement, if they can keep their shape. And, you know, you, we talk about the historical link between Dutch men's team and Spain, given the Barcelona connection, the Ajax connection. I'm not sure that Dutch women share that history in terms of the like ideological, total football, etc., etc. 
what I expect is Spain to dictate the game and then the Dutch to have to react to that. Yeah, that would be my prediction too. And if I had to guess a winner, I would guess Spain. But Spain have been knocked off handily before, uh, you know, even though they were able to get possession, even though they were able to rack up the passes they've lost before in this World Cup. We'll see if uh, the Netherlands are the team to do it for uh, against Spain in the knockouts. Already, Spain is on a historic run for their program. They just haven't been able to cut it um, in past World Cups. They are favored, and a win for them in this game would see them go to the semifinals, which is massive for them uh, on the women's side. Obviously, storied on the men's side. The women's side now seeming to really find their own um, in this World Cup. And then in the other game, 3.30 on the East Coast, the team that beat the USA, Sweden, takes on Japan. This is a game that I will be excited uh, about, even though I probably will not watch it live because I don't have that kind of endurance. A Japanese team that's been hyped up by uh, Mr. Greg Velasquez on this very podcast against the Sweden side that honestly looked the inferior of the two teams against the United States. So, Ryan... What do you have this game being? I have it being a uh, a game in which Japan can really um, assert themselves and play that kind of free-flowing style that we love. I, uh, I think the interesting thing to watch here is what Sweden does with their back line. In that opening game against South Africa, they came out with a three-center-back formation uh, to help Anderson and who was the right winger in that game. Uh Kenyard, I think, was the right wing back for them. Um, but they they came out in a three-back formation, and it didn't really flatter them against South Africa. I mean, we talk about South Africa being a very competent side. They're good at what they do. And I don't think that three-back with the wing backs was what they wanted to do the rest of the tournament, because they've switched to that flat-back four. But as Greg specifically talked about with his film watch, Anderson is incredibly vulnerable defensively, especially on that four-back line. If any team has the tactical awareness for how to break down her specifically, it would be Japan. Uh, we've seen how Japan came off with four different game plans for four different games, and there's nothing to me to suggest that they can't think of a fifth one to specifically break down Swedish left side of the field defensively. Yeah, and we saw what they were able to do out of possession. This was something that I think Greg was saying that he was super, um, you know, impressed to see from Japan is their ability to switch between styles. So do you think that kind of uh, flexibility from Japan can not just see them over the top in this game, but, you know, suit them well against any team that they come against in the remaining eight? I mean, when it comes down to you know, a knockout tournament, I'd rather be smart than good. Japan's given up one goal this tournament, and again, they've played significantly different styles in each game. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what, like, if if Japan prepares for you know, the back four that Sweden's been playing, and then Sweden shows up in that three center back formation again. Do they make two game plans for this game? Does Japan focus on one or the other? Do they split their sessions i think japan I, I think they're the favorite right now you know england i think is still the the odds on betting favorite but they've shown themselves to be not incredibly consistent you know they're missing lauren james for the next two games i would lean toward japan as the favorite both in terms of what they've done so far and what i think they're capable of doing just i think the interesting thing is will sweden be able to adapt to a 
style that Japan can't figure out? Or is it going to be a case of uh, Japan's relative lack of height becoming a problem for them against Sweden on free kicks? Japan haven't really been giving up many free kicks. Like They've been pretty clean. I think they're under 20 fouls total for the whole tournament. So they're not giving up those dangerous free kicks in dangerous positions. It's just going to be a, a case of can Sweden figure out how to outwit Japan in this game? Yeah, last question on this game. Like you said, Sweden has that height advantage. Do you think that because, you know, we saw how enable Sweden was to create good uh, quality chances from open play against the United States, do you see them, uh, you know, if they're getting a goal in this game, do you see it coming off a set play of some kind? I mean, I think that's the most likely scenario. Japan have been very organized in every phase. Sweden was more than happy to sit back and let the U.S. dictate the game and play for that nil-nil draw, play for penalties, play for a free kick. So, again, with the best indicator of the future being the past, I I would suspect Sweden to play pretty similarly, try to let Japan dictate the game, and then look for those opportunities to earn a counter, earn a free kick. That would be where I would project this game to go. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I have those two Group C teams going through uh, today, Spain and Japan. I think the odds agree with that, but crazier things have happened in a World Cup. Ryan, that's it for those two games we have to preview. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, just that I think spiritually, I think um, I'm, I want to see the Dutch suffer. I'm really sick of them. I want to see them take some L's. And either way, in the Japan-Sweden game, I think I'll be happy with the result. I think Japan, in terms of quality of play, would be a more fun team going forward. Um, but again, you know, after the U.S.-Sweden game, the Swedes were complimentary of the U.S. women and the program and what, you know, what they've done for the game, both on and off the field. So either way, I think I'd be happy with whoever goes through. Again, in terms of quality of play, I'd rather see Japan. I'm just going to put my hair hat on and hope the Dutch suffer. That's about all I got for you. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely over for Spain win. And like you said, it, if Sweden did what the Netherlands did um, with the, in regards to the United States, I would definitely be rooting for Japan. I still am. But like you said, uh, Sweden was very complimentary, and I will give them uh, props for that. So, yes, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, listeners. We will be back tomorrow to recap these two games we just talked about and preview the final two games of the quarterfinals, including the one that sees the hosts Australia take on France. But until tomorrow, we'll see you.